Are you currently walking through a hard time and you feel like you've done everything that God has asked of you, but nothing is getting better? In fact, it's getting worse. Worse than you could have ever thought things could possibly be. And you're ready to just sit down, throw in the towel, give up, quit fighting, quit trying, just quit altogether. Well, if that's you, then I've got some encouraging words for you today. Are you currently walking through a hard time trying to figure out how you can trust God's plan and timing when things just don't make sense? Are you struggling to depend on him for help and answers because you've been disappointed and let down time after time? Take a deep breath. I got you. Welcome to your bold and courageous life. I'm Latoya. And I'm a Christian spiritual growth mindset and life coach. I'm also a single mom of four boys, a recovering perfectionist, and a former scaredy cat. And I got to know the real guy. And then he showed me who I was. Loved, cherished, valued, and cared for. And guess what? He wants the same for you. There are seasons when life sucks, but you're never alone. God is always with you, fighting for you, and loving you through the pain. He is faithful. On this podcast, each episode is going to be filled with encouragement, biblical truth, and practical tips to help you grow closer to God during the hardest times of your life. And we're going to do a whole lot of real talk because I'm a tell it like it is kind of gal. If you're ready to stop worrying about everything and just live your life safe in the arms of the Father, you're in the right place. This journey may not be easy or pretty, but I promise you it's a thousand percent worth it. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to work. On today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. Usually, I like to give you a lot of practical, step-by-step things to like that you can take action on right away. But today, I want to share with you from the Word of God a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of inspiration, and of course, some practical tips as well. Now, a while ago, I found myself in this season where I just was ready to give up and quit. Everything was going wrong. Now, I've been pretty honest about the fact that I've been in a long season of hard. I mean, decades and decades of just hard. Um, but every now and then, like there would be, you know, some high points and, and some bright spots. Um, and so it, it helped to make things more manageable and easier to keep going. But I had this season where the hard just got unbearably hard. And when I looked up, everything in my life, every aspect of my life, like it just was awful. And I thought, Lord, like what is going on? Because I was doing the things that I knew he wanted me to do. I was, um, I was serving and I was, you know, not being cruel and I wasn't seeking vengeance. and I was, you know, doing all the things that I knew to do, doing all the things that God had called me to do, walking in obedience and, you know, trusting God and all of these things, but things weren't getting any better. And I had gotten to a place where, like, if they stayed kind of status quo, cool. But everything was getting worse and, like, so bad and nothing was working. I would, you know, I had friends that were praying, a church family that was praying. I was praying and it seemed like I wasn't hearing from God. I wasn't getting any answers from God. And things that I would try, like, it kept slamming in my face. And I thought, okay, Lord, well, clearly I'm not going to get out of this. So I'm just going to sit here, like, and I give up. Like, I just, you know, have scripture says, I'm just going to lay down and die right here. And so I was really encouraged by the story of Elijah. Um, One morning I got up and I grabbed my Bible and I just started reading because I was like, I need to be in the word. I wanted some encouragement. And I, I always find that when I look at the story of Elijah. And so if you're not familiar with Elijah, if you look in 1 Kings chapter 17, 18, 19, 20, Um, You're going to get the bulk of his ministry, and he's in 2 Kings a little bit, but that is mostly him passing the baton to Elisha. But I thought that I could share some things that really jumped out at me in Elijah's story as I was reading and studying that morning. So really quick 
overview, Elijah was a prophet to the nation of Israel, and he served during the reign of Ahab and his wife Jezebel. So if you know anything about those two, you know it's bad news, right? Just evil as evil as evil can be. But this is um, when God is calling Elijah to serve. And the thing that I love about Elijah is that he just seems to walk in total and complete obedience to whatever God is asking him to do. When things don't make sense, when it looks kind of weird, he's like, all right, God, I'm your man. I'm going to do this. And so Elijah predicts a drought over the land. Um, you know, the people are worshiping Baal, um, who is a god, uh, fertility god, um, you know, for life and, and things. And so God, you know, pronounces this drought over the land, kind of as a slap in the face to this supposed Baal god, because nothing's going to grow. There will be no life if there's a drought. And so Elijah delivers this message. And during the drought, God takes care of him um, in a couple of ways. We see him, um, God sends Elijah to a widow. And he says, listen, go to this widow and she's going to take care of you. And he does. And she's like, well, um, I, I don't have anything, but you know what I have, you can have it. I was going to fix a meal for myself and my son and we we're going to die. And God just blesses her immensely um, through Elijah. And so she cares for him. Uh, her son eventually dies. Elijah raises him from the dead. Um, and then we get this like mountaintop account where Elijah goes back to Ahab and challenges uh, the god Baal, right? We have this like showdown between God and Baal where they're like, listen, you set up your altar and I'm going to set up my altar and you, you know, Baal prophets are going to call down to Baal and the first god that responds by fire wins. We know how the story goes, you know, their god doesn't hear them because their god doesn't exist. Um, and the god of heaven wins this battle, right? He comes down and sends the fire and consumes the altar and the people finally turn their hearts back to God. Well, here's where we want to kind of focus our attention at today. At the end of this account on Mount Carmel, where we're having this God versus Baal thing, Elijah kills or puts to death all of those, I think it's 450 prophets of Baal. And this angers Jezebel so much that she's like, I'm going to kill him. And Elijah hightails it out of there and runs away. And this is where we find him in chapter 19, which is the passage that really spoke to me. So Elijah is basically running for his life um, because Jezebel is ready to kill him for all that he has done. And we're going to pick up and read verse 1, and I'm going to read to verse 8. So 1 Kings 19, 1 to 8. And I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. Um, so if you have your Bible, grab it. If you're not next to your Bible, make note of the reference so that you can go check it out yourself later. Now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and even more if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And he was afraid and arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It's enough now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. He lay down and slept under a juniper tree. And behold, there was an angel touching him. And he said to him, Arise, eat. Then he looked and behold, there was at, the he at his head a bread cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. 
the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise, eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. So I really want to focus in on verses 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, because we see here that Elijah is doing everything right, so to speak. He is walking in obedience to God. He's doing exactly what God is asking of him. And even in his obedience, even in his surrendered life to the will of God, we see that he is walking through hard times. And I think for us, we get thrown a little bit sometimes. I know I do, where I could have this great mountaintop experience and then right after it, like this deep, deep, deep valley, I'm like, wait a minute, like this doesn't make any sense. Or I can be in the valley and then suddenly the valley gets even deeper and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't have my bearings. I don't know what to do, God. I'm just going to sit here and give up because it's too much. But we look at... Elijah here, he's honest with God, right? He talks like, listen, like, just take me now, Lord. Like, I'm just going to die. Like, come and get me. I'm done. Like, I cannot, I can't do this anymore. And God does not punish him. He doesn't yell at him. He doesn't discipline him. Instead, he sends, um, you know, an angel down to Elijah to just minister him to him, to nurture him, to nourish him, to take care of him. And so if you are in a place like I was, like Elijah is in this account in scripture, please know that God's purpose and his will for you in your in this moment, in this season right now, is not to heap coals upon your head and make you feel more shame and make you feel guilty and make you feel worse. Like God weeps at the hurt and pain that we experience um, in our lives. And like he, he doesn't really take joy in watching his kids hurt. He's a good father. And I think that what the lesson that we can take is that when we're feeling like that, that the answer is not that we give up and we lay down and die. We're just like, oh, I can't handle anymore. It's that we learn to rest, right? We see here, Elijah, he lays down and he goes to sleep under a juniper tree. How many times have you guys heard me say, listen, sometimes you just need to lay down and take a nap, like take an actual nap, rest. Rest is important, especially when you're going through hard times because you have to be restored. You have to be refreshed. You have to be renewed. And God can't do that if you are go, 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 and do, 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 or worrying yourself sick. So take a cue from Elijah in this passage of scripture. Let God provide the rest that you need. Take a nap. Get some rest. Reach out to your community, to your family, to your friends, to your church, and let them know, like, I'm struggling. I need help. I need support. Let somebody set up a meal train for you, right? The angel shows up and gives Elijah food, not once, but twice. And we see that the rest that Elijah gets under this juniper tree and the sustenance that he gets from the angel it sustains him, says, for 40 days and 40 nights. When we get the rest that we need, we get the strength to keep going. Now, it may not be 40 days and 40 nights for you. It might be 40 years and you know, for you. We don't know. We don't know the time frame to our hard times and to our struggles. But we do see right here in the pages of scripture that when we are at that point where we've said enough is enough and I can't take any more, that God says exactly what Jesus says in Matthew, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Don't be afraid to seek out the rest of the Lord. Whatever it is that he wants to give you in this season, in this moment, take it, lay down, take a nap, reach out for help, 
Ask for help. Let people help you. When God provides the rest, it's because we need it, right? And we need it to just stop worrying, to stop striving, right? Be still and know that he is God. We need to do all of those things. So please, please, I implore you, if you're in that hard place, if you were like, I can't, I can't face another day. I can't keep going on like this. Take that as an invitation to rest, to rest in God, knowing that the journey is too great for us. We cannot do it on our own. We can't handle it. We can't. We're not meant to. We're meant to rely and be 100% dependent upon the Lord. When we do that, then we can rest. Even when things are falling apart around us, we can rest, we can be renewed, we can find our strength, and we can find like the will and the drive to keep going. Not in our own strength, but in knowing that God is with us and that he's going to provide exactly what we need every step of the way. So I know that was a little bit different, a little different format, a little different structure, but I just had to share that with you because it was such a blessing to me when I needed it the most. And so I just will encourage you to spend some time looking in these verses, look at Elijah, look at his life, look at his journey, look at this passage of scripture on your own, and just let God speak to you through the pages of his word. Thanks for joining me on your bold and courageous life. I pray that this episode helped you grow closer to God in some way. And if you were blessed and encouraged by this episode, would you consider sharing it with someone that you know who's walking through some hard stuff? And would you please leave a rating and a review in your podcast app? This is going to help more women just like you find this podcast. And it helps them to know if it's going to be a good fit for them. And it is such a blessing to me to know if I'm serving you well so I can continue to do more of that. It means the world to me when you take a couple of minutes to do this. So I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that's already left a review. And don't forget, sometimes life sucks, but God is faithful and he's always with you. Draw closer to him so that you can find the strength, the peace, and hope that you need to live your bold and courageous life. Be fearless.